You're listening to On the Pole Podcast with your pole sitter, Earl. Hook to it and just jerk it off. And outside front row, Derek Carpaletti. That is shoving the hot dog in the front row. All right, everyone, welcome to the On the Pole Podcast. I'm your pole sitter, Earl. I'm sitting here with outside front row, Derek Carpaletti. How's it going, Derek? Tell me what's oh, happening. Oh, it's good. It's going good, you know. Uh, we just got some breaking news uh, about 20 minutes ago. NASCAR moved the race, the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum up to today in about two hours so it's about to get about to get real and about to get heavy i'm cracking into uh the mountains of bush right now so hey everybody better be heading to the mountains because it's <laughs> a day early the off season's over yeah it's going going hard so they're they're going to base the uh, qualifying on uh practice speeds and they're only getting one practice session i believe so they're going to take the top 22 on practice speed and the 23rd entry will be from owner's point so you're going to be missing someone big's going to miss the show and i'm sure hoping it's chase elliott yeah well chase <laughs> elliott you know he had a bad season last year i believe he had surgery in the off season right so yep. we'll see if that was the excuse for how bad of a 2023 he had to be perfectly honest because he had a lot of opportunities to you know just run top 10 yeah and yeah and he, he failed to really do that so Let's uh, let's see what who, who do you think is the biggest name that's going to miss the clash this year with all the the crazy that's already unfolding for the season. Well, somebody you got to look out for, and I love him to death, but Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is inconsistent ever since he's gone to RCR or even those last couple of years at Gibbs. We expect Kyle Busch to be up front, especially at a short track. But I feel like Kyle Busch is a name, you know that. We expect to go far here, and they're even they are good in owner, owners' points. They won races last year, so. But uh, you know, if you go out there and you're not good off the truck this week, then uh, you, know, you might not make the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kyle Busch is definitely a realistic pick. I truly feel like it's going to be Joey Logano. Joey Logano, yeah. he never. There, there's times where he. It's either hit or miss for sure, 100%, especially when there's not uh, practice sessions prior to qualifying or races. Um, they've been known to really miss miss by a lot. Um, so I'm going with Joey Logano. Joey Logano's a good pick. He's very similar to Chase Elliott. He has a lot to prove. He should have run way better than they ran towards the end of last year. Um, the, the significant thing about qualifying being set off practice is that the, clash, the Coliseum is such a small track that we're looking at people running into each other and not being able to run an ideal lap because people are catching each other. I know they'll probably break it up into an A and B session, but uh, you know, there's, it's going to be hard to get out there and make a clean lap. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, with with the track being freshly paved and uh, you know the oil still coming through the surface, um, I know. Is, is, is there a potential that it'll rain tonight, do you know? I, in the forecast, it was a chance to rain tonight, but there, there was only a chance to rain Sunday as well, last time I looked on Friday. Um, apparently, obviously, that's, you know, there's a storm coming. Um, I'm not sure what the chances are tonight to race. We've seen this in the past where NASCAR tries to move a race up. I mean, we've never seen them move a whole day forward like this, but I'm trying to move up an hour, and then it rains anyway. Uh, that could be what we're facing. Yeah, and from what I saw uh, before we started here, I was trying to catch up with uh, with Bob 
and uh, there there's no uh, there's no the, a lot of the cars don't have the motor for the windshield as well or has um, the windshield wipers in general so even if it rains and they have the sprinkle tires I don't think they're going to be able to really race anything over a light mist so and, and the forecast looked like it was going to rain from Sunday through like Wednesday so I don't know how they're going to play that um, you know obviously um, Truex I believe said that with the oils coming through the surface of the track and when they get when the track gets wet it's just like pure ice so it could be just absolute pandemonium yeah and we know that's you know entertainment that sells so I'm there for it I mean the clash is supposed to be kind of a chaos event but short track racing is a little more calculated than that we've gotten a lot of just clean races the last few years let's see something where they're out there out of control yeah and and one thing that's going to be is surprising that they moved it back i mean obviously they're kind of forced to is um the whole reason of the clash is to get uh new people to come to see a nascar race and just moving it up hours before it's going to start. I don't know how they're going to really expect to get a big turnout. Honestly, I mean, yeah, I mean the people and if they people, if they had bought it, might not have made it. Yeah, and if they had bought a ticket and they're local and they're not NASCAR fans per se, they're not following Bob Pockers to know that the race has moved and if they care enough to even come watch it. Yeah, I mean. As a fan sitting at home watching, a lot of people had plans Saturday night. There are people that are out right now mm-hmm. having dinner and they're gonna go they're gonna transition that dinner into something else and not check their phone and not oh, yeah. realize the bushlight clash. They're gonna come home and turn the TV on at ten thirty and uh, the bushlight clash is gonna be halfway completed. Yep. Hopefully. Yeah, and Ryan Blaney and Ryan Blaney will be celebrating in victory lane. Thanks, Ryan Blaney wins everything now. He just <laughs> he's just the greatest all of a sudden. I was watching uh, the full speed Netflix show, um, and and I didn't, I haven't watched the last episode yet, but I watched the fourth episode, so one from last episode, and uh, I didn't, I forgot that Ryan Blaney even won Martinsville, so yeah, he's going back. Yeah, that was to back. such a big win. We'll see what happens there for sure. Yeah, Ryan Blaney was always good at Martinsville. Going into that race, he had the best average finish of uh, all active drivers at Martinsville, and he didn't have a win, and he won the race. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. So now, I can't. Uh, I can't believe that I forgot that he won that. Honestly, yeah, it's hard to remember sometimes because the playoffs break into so many different storylines. Like, you wouldn't think that it's because that's what they show on TV, but that ends up being what you remember more often than not. Like in the past, when uh, Greg Biffle would win Homestead every year, and the points race was happening back in the teens positions, it's hard to remember who won that race. And it's, mm-hmm. it's similar now, where sometimes there's such a big playoff storyline happening that the guy that wins just wins and advances and that's not really the story because you expected him to that was this past year I just felt like Blaney winning Martinsville came and went yep yeah I agree um so I was on my way to uh just to get some some general things for the house this morning and you know Daytona's in the air because I saw a beat up old truck with a bumper sticker on the back and a, a three with a halo and wings and I couldn't read the lettering underneath but I knew it was a Dale sticker so I had my wife Audra zoom in on her phone and underneath that sticker in nice fine print it just said 
God needed a driver. Rest in peace. <laughs> he also followed that up with another bumper sticker that said, if my truck, you think my truck is smoking, you should see my wife. Oh, geez. So that's, that's NASCAR for you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, around here, you don't see much of that. So, uh, you know, it's just it's encouraging. Look at your shirt. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty sweet shirt. Doing it for Dale. Doing yeah. it for Dale and doing it for the house. Yeah, the house. <laughs> I've eaten Wendy's like three out of the last four days. NASCAR sponsorship. Yeah, same here. I mean, I was doing that before anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... We obviously have the clash coming up, so we'll probably cut this episode somewhat short, um, so we don't miss it. Obviously, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Technical we got a lot. He's pushed us a little bit there. Oh yeah, yeah. And so we we have a lot coming up. Uh, we have so much to just debut tonight. We have the the new Toyota, the new Ford. Um, what are your thoughts on those? Well, I'm just excited to see if it has any like. At a track like the Coliseum, it, are we really going to be able to learn anything about the way it performs? Probably not. Uh, we're still talking about common parts of the next gen. The body is kind of the uh, the wild card there. So I'm not sure it's going to have much of an effect tonight. Um, I'm looking forward to that through the season, though. Like That's been a storyline in past seasons, and I think we're getting back to it now. Where some of those, uh, it could be Ford, it could be Toyota, but one of them's not going to work. One of them's going to have an issue. They're going to push wrong. They're going to spin out at Atlanta, you know, something like that. And uh, Chevy, you know, Chevy is going to have to work hard to not fall behind in case everybody just starts dominating them with their, you know, updated equipment. Yeah. But at the Clash, yeah. I don't think it's much of a factor. Right, yeah. And like you said, I don't think at the Clash you're going to see a big um, notice in the aerodynamics of it. But I'll tell you what, the Ford looks phenomenal. In, oh, I love I guess. Ford. Yeah, I saw some of the pictures this morning of them unloading. Looks sweet. One car that I thought was absolutely atrocious looking was the uh, the new Toyota in the the renderings and some of the test pictures. I've not seen a good looking Toyota yet. <laughs> I don't know. Bad. Like, I saw the the cars coming out this morning, and you know, with the wraps, I don't know why, but they just look they look better. They're not as cool as the oh, old better. one. Okay. Yeah, they look better. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they, they had time to react to us seeing those Eric Jones photos from the test and everything like that. They're like, all right, we got to fix the way we're wrapping these cars because they suck. Yeah. <laughs> and they no longer look like a cat turd in a sandbox, for sure. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but They're bad. That's, that's putting it nicely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Toyota's honestly never really made a bad-looking cup car. They all look pretty decent most aggressive looking car on the track for sure especially the last few years but yeah this new one yeah it's what i expected back in 2007 like when they released <laughs> the promo image of the camry in 2007 i was pumped i know you were too you guys were making rc bodies and everything for it mm -hmm. um but it just looked cool and, and then even the the red bull cars weren't running good back then but those cars looked cool it just always looked cool and uh, this car does not look cool <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. back to uh, the bodies and updates. Um, I know we kind of talked about it a little earlier off the air, but uh, Chevy not updating the body, um, probably not going to this year or next year. Um, before we get into what we think it, the new GM product will be, I believe Chevy's going to have to win a lot and early. 
Um, I feel like Chevy's going to struggle a lot in the summer months with, with Toyota and Ford having new product. They don't come out with new product to be worse. Um, I feel like, you know, the the Ford and Toyota are going to dominate in the summer. Chevy, specifically Hendrick and Trackhouse, need to, to get after it early in the season, get points, get wins, lock themselves in, and hopefully figure something out by playoff time to compete with them. Yeah, I mean, and hopefully that's even possible, depending on what kind of body upgrades they had there. Uh, there's a lot of intermediate super, or not super speedway, uh, mile and a half, and uh, high speed tracks in the playoffs. So as you come late, like that's going to be important. And it could be the other way around. I'm not completely convinced that Chevy is going to be at a disadvantage with this. Uh, you know, it could, if you remember a couple of years ago, Chevy was the one that did it. They brought out the Camaro. And the Mustang had already, the Mustang had not been out yet, but there was a new Camry, then there was a new Camaro, and the Camaro was bad. They were just running bad. That was the second to last year that Jimmy ran. Mm-hmm. And so there's a chance here that the Mustang shows up, and you know, Dark Horse is a really cool name. Like, I, I love <laughs> it. But uh, what if it runs bad? And they have to spend the summer struggling while teams like Trackhouse and Chevy with this abundance of knowledge just dominate. I think that's a real possibility. Yeah, but the chances of Toyota and Ford both missing it, yeah, I feel like it's not going to happen. Yeah, I feel like it's going gonna, to. It. I feel like it's going to be a hot Joe Gibbs summer. I agree. I think that Toyota is the one to look at. They expanded to Legacy. Legacy has good drivers. John Hunter Nemechek is not going to be satisfied running in the teens. Neither is Eric Jones after what he's been through. So I, I really think Toyota is going to be strong. I think. But Ford is the one that I think is going to have a hard time adjusting to their new equipment. Yeah, and that that would be a bummer because they've had a hard time. I mean, I guess you can say they have had a hard time for the last two years, but uh, yeah. they've also won the championship the last two years. So yeah, it doesn't feel like it though. Like the Blaney uh, did gain some momentum. The Netflix show helped really outline that. That Talladega one was huge. He did a burnout. You know, he was out there like just you never seen Blaney celebrate like that. You know, oh no. And that fired him up, and then he segues into the Martinsville win. And so that was good, but where was Joey Pagano? Like, where was the rest of Ford? RFK fell off a little bit at the end there because Chris Bush was in the round of eight. He didn't make it. So, yeah, Blaney, and the same the year before, Logano ran good, but Ford, I'm not sure Ford as a manufacturer is really, you know, not, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah. And so, first, Joey Logano. Um, Remember, remember, remember last year when he showed up with that hair piece, or I guess yeah. his, it's his actual hair. Hey, he, now. Yeah, he, it's a it's a growth treatment, I believe. Yeah, and yeah, it's his actual hair. I mean, it stands out, but it's his hair. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, that's all I. When you say Joey Logano, that's all I picture is like a Bert from like Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you ever doubted that he didn't care, like he's always been very clear. I don't care what people think. I don't want to make friends. I just want to race cars. Yeah. Oh, well. Hey, like, do you? you know, two-time <laughs> champion? Only 17 people have ever been multi-time cup champions. You can do it every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, the other thing that I had was back on Ford. Ford doesn't really have anyone in the pipeline as the next big thing unless they're going to do a Hendrick Motorsports deal where they just pull someone else yeah. that's being developed. But their next big prodigy is Haley Deegan and to be honest that's lackluster yeah. at best yeah we'd all hope it worked out better but I mean 
you know, hopefully Ford's given some support to that AM racing team, but I'm still not sure the talent is there or the development. I'm really not sure what went wrong with it, you know? Um, Ford, though, you're right. The issue really is Chevy did do a good job of, of uh, grooming drivers, and they have people waiting in Xfinity, but those people aren't prodigy-level stars either. So even if Ford went after a Sam Mayer or uh, anyone like that, they're not getting, like, you know, high-ceiling, low-reward low kind of thing. Um, so yeah, Ford's really in, in, a, in a puzzle there with their development. Um, I agree. I'm not sure what they're going to do next. They got Riley Herbst. Riley Herbst really improved at the end of 2023. Um, as much as the rest of his career was, you know, just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I think Ford really needs to address that for sure. Um, Chevy and Toyota, they have people that can back up at least. You know, there's, there's no Christopher Bell waiting right now. They have people, and Ford doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they lost uh, Kevin Harvick. Obviously, a huge, huge loss in, in the development there. Um, they lost uh, Eric Amarola. Not sure that is really going to matter. Um, Eric Amarola is solid. Takes care of his car. You know that's yeah. significant. And so, and then they got they got into replace. They got Noah Gregson, which. Um, in Xfinity, you you can you can argue he was obviously the best in the last few years, um, and you have uh, what's his name, uh, Josh Berry. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, those I guess are your they're too big, hoping that they're stars in the waiting, but yeah. I don't know. And they have them. Like the yeah. Xfinity series got picked empty a little mm-hmm. bit. Teams like Stuart Haas picked up the last couple baby drivers. Yep. So it's hard to tell, you know. Uh, it, you look at a guy like Alex Bowman. Everybody's always putting Alex Bowman on the hot seat, and it's like hot seat for who? Like, you know, sure, Alex Bowman had an off season last year, so did Chase Elliott, but who's going to replace him anyway? Yeah, let's circle back to Alex Bowman because we were talking the other day. Um, Alex Bowman started out the year last year leading the points. Um, no wins that I can remember, but he was very consistent, top fives, top tens, leading the points, um, gets hurt in the sprint car, and then you never heard from him again. Um, do you think he was underperforming due to still licking his wounds from the injury, or do you think he's going to be back? He's never was a Kyle Larson, William Byron, but he can top five, top eight, you to death, uh, but he just didn't have that after the injury. I think there's something to be said about leaving and, and just being out for a middle chunk of the season. Like, for instance, when Kyle Busch was out, he missed from an Xfinity wreck and missed the whole first couple races. And Kyle Busch is a different level of driver. So he came back with something to prove and really hit it, you know. Alex Bowman, he was having a good season, like you said. He's out for a couple of races and he comes back. I do think he was licking his wounds there. But I also think that the intensity ramped up between week 10 and then say week 15 whatever it was when you show back up there's people fighting for playoff spots drivers know that they're going to make the playoffs or not make the playoffs by the time that comes the intensity level is just cranked up and I think Chase and Bowman weren't really anticipating that as much as you'd think a you know, driver maybe has killer instinct and can just be put in an adrenaline situation I think that you know they uh, they just kind of fell out of it like Jeff Gordon that one year where he replaced Junior you know mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting thing to think about. Like you talked about Chevy. Is Chevy going to be able to do this? Well, 
if Chevy's fast, that's a storyline in and of itself. Can Alex Bowman win a race over Ross Chastain? You know, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, if he can start winning again, and William Byron has finally come and, you know, delivered on the expectations. So do you think Alex Bowman can even keep up with the rest of the Chevy drivers? Um, no. I I think Alex Bowman, uh, as far as a killer instinct, I think that was hardly there to begin with. Um, I feel like he has... He says, I heard him say earlier this week, he doesn't have anything to prove to anyone outside of Jeff Gordon, Rick Hendrick, and they fully back him. Yeah. Um, he delivers for a sponsor. Regardless yeah. of track performance, there's a little bit of something. Yeah. And I, I think I think he's going to try too hard, and he's, he's, he's not going to be fast enough to win. He's going to try too hard, and he's going to make himself kind of look like a jackass. <laughs> or yeah, as Denny Hamlin, person, or as Denny Hamlin but, would say, a hack. Yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> it's funny. Alex Bowman seems like he'd be one of the nicest guys in the garage. That's the kind of stuff that makes Denny Hamlin so unlikable. You know? mm-hmm. And I think Denny's doing it on purpose. Like, let's take this guy. That, you know, we, it, he helped Alex Bowman a little bit, probably by putting yep. some heat on him. Yeah, I feel like Alex Bowman. Uh, I want him to be kill him with consistency. That's what kind of driver he is. But sport mm-hmm. changed. Like if, if the if we were still talking old point systems, Alex Bowman would do a really good job, top five, top ten every week. Um, I think what you said's got a lot of validity to it. Like you're gonna start to feel like your seat's hot if Will, Willie B and Elliot and Larson and everybody in Chevy's winning and you're not. So right. let's just hope that he can keep keep it calm and you know just steal a win here or there. <laughs> Backing into wins. Yeah, back into win. It's a win though. Like Alex Bowman has six career wins. Like, yeah, that's something. You know, and and that's actually something I was thinking about the other day. If you rewind to like 2010, and you told us that uh, one Alex Bowman, you know, the Dr Pepper Bergen guy, <laughs> would be driving the Ally. Well, I guess you wouldn't know it was Ally, but Jimmy Johnson's yeah. car, um, unheard of. And two, that. Uh, Ross Chastain, the watermelon flex seal guy who runs every series in 30th, would be driving and contending for wins and championships, driving for Pitbull in a team that he bought from Chip Ganassi. Yeah. Unheard of. You'd you'd think I was high. Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin start a team. (laughs) Kyle Busch goes back to Chevy. Tell somebody in 2012 that Kyle Busch went back to RCR. (laughs) <laughs> to RCR at all. Like, yeah. It's been a wild ride the last couple of years. There's been something every single year that's like, where did that come from? Like, yeah. ever since Carl Edwards retired, like, we got set out to an alternate universe. Or <laughs> fucking, you know, like, Joe Gibbs just doesn't know how to run a team anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, at least how to manage his drivers. Like, that's a big letdown on Kyle Busch go. Yeah. Josh Berry, even. Josh Berry was a sim racer. Back when iRacing was just kind of starting to pick up steam, Josh Berry was doing those uh, Legends races with Dale Jr. Tell, tell yeah. me he's driving Harvick's car. Or Stuart <laughs> Haas, you know. it's It's been a wild ride the last 15 or so years. NASCAR used to be kind of predictable. Yeah. I got one, one more drop for you before we head out. Uh, Richard Petty and Jimmy Johnson own a team. Uh, with the manufacturer being Toyota. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Yeah, I love it, though. Yeah. 
yeah, it's gonna be gonna be interesting for sure. You um, didn't even mention Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah who's that? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the guy from the memes where he's crying? I think it's the dude from the underwear commercials. Oh, yeah, with the hit the mustache. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wasn't he the one that had the, on the plane? Yeah, wasn't he the one that had the Hitler mustache? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking of part. I mean, everybody had a Hitler mustache in the nineties. Yeah, true. Who didn't? Yeah. All right, man. Well, we got a uh, about an hour or so before the clash starts, so um, yeah. We'll 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 reconvene on uh, Tuesday for episode two, recapping the clash. Looking forward to Daytona. Yeah. Who's gonna and, sit uh, on that pole? <laughs> no longer going to be Danica. Yeah, yeah. As much as I envision it in my head, uh, it won't be happening, Jeez. unfortunately. Well, let's wrap this one up, and hopefully next week we can, uh, you know, get get to it. Push. <laughs> Later, man. Later. <laughs>